0: Welcome to Reverse Reset Restore, the show where we explore the incredible connection between our mind and body. I'm your host, Sally, and I share my journey of self discovery and personal growth, along with some powerful methods that have transformed who I was into who I am, who I was always meant to be. The exciting thing is that you can experience this too. Change comes from within. Before we get started into today's topic, which is about self-hatred and how it impacts our body, I just want to remind you that you may find yourself getting tense, angry, sad, upset. All normal emotions, but emotions that can feel overwhelming and bring us discomfort. This is work we are doing here, and the hard stuff isn't always so easy. Be gentle to yourself. Make sure to pause the podcast or set it aside for a bit if you're feeling emotional or it just feels a bit too much. I'll be talking about some pretty hard and difficult moments in my life, including briefly talking about suicidal ideology. If you need to skip that part, it is absolutely okay. Just check the show notes to skip ahead to the next section. I'll give you a little reminder when we get there. And if today's episode really ignites some thoughts or feelings that you struggle with, please seek out support from a professional therapist who can help you with putting any necessary strategies into place. This week's episode kind of ties in perfectly to this month's Foundation Friday book, The Body Keeps the Score by Dr. Bessel van der Kolk, which is out this Friday. The Body Keeps the Score delves into the connection between trauma, memory, and the physical body offering insights into how traumatic experiences shape our psychological well-being part of my own personal trauma landscape has been cultivated in the arena of self-hatred for years i curated a toxic image of not only my capabilities and talents and my friendships and responsibilities but also upon my body I waged a war that besieged me with negative thoughts, destructive beliefs, and behaviors that caused an ever-growing chasm. I saw my body as something that had betrayed me, and perhaps in my subconscious mind, I've made the decision to betray it back. As T.L. Swan, author and American spiritual influencer says, self-hate is a coping mechanism that is so dangerous because it is a coping mechanism that may keep you safer from the external hater antagonist, but it leads to constant anxiety because you're living with a part that behaves like an enemy in your own skin. Now, this is the part that if you want, you can skip ahead to the next chapter here. My self-hatred, full-blown at times, has led me to walk a fine line between staying here and fighting on through the mire or wanting to end my suffering. My will to fight to live has won me over every time so far and I am so grateful for whatever lies within me to push through those dark moments. But I'd be lying if I denied that there have been times in my life That the pain has been all-consuming and I've thought about wanting to end it all. Unless you've experienced this, it's almost impossible to understand. And I love that for you. I am so grateful that this isn't your experience and I hope it never is. But I know that there is at least one person listening right now that feels this deeply. You know exactly the pain I'm talking about. The nothingness. The... Emptiness that feels so overwhelming. How lonely it feels. I used to feel so alone. Like no one in the world could relate to my plight. That somehow all of my insecurities and fears and pain were isolated to me alone. That I was the one person in the entire universe that had ever felt this way, would ever feel this way. Now this is dangerous thinking because it leads to isolation and hopelessness. And that leads to death. For me, the pressures to be perfect, to be seen, to be accepted when I have felt this enormous sense of rejection has driven me to ignore my worth and place that on the shoulders of others. In terms of wanting to be liked and wondering why, I kept feeling like I was being rejected. I've worked hard to drive out this false belief and heal the deep wounds that run a jagged river through my psyche. But every now and then, yes, even now, that rejection wound gets ripped apart, the floodgates open, and I am reminded yet again of the healing that I still need to be open to. Healing for most of us is not a one and done deal. It requires time and effort and time again, and that can make it feel like an endless carousel in the worst theme park you've ever encountered. It's really been only in the last decade or so through a collection of therapy and studying personal development, from becoming a life coach and reading and researching and trying a whole lot of healing modalities, that I finally understood that the biggest enemy towards myself the thing i was most at war with was not the world it wasn't food or my past or my abusers it was me the enemy lay within hidden in shadows and false narratives and systematic beliefs that intermingled into a perfect storm of self-hatred as dr bessel van der kok says in the body keeps the score rage that has nowhere to go is redirected against the self In the form of depression, self-hatred, and self-destructive actions. One of my patients told me, it is like hating your home, your kitchen, and pots and pans, your bed, your chairs, your table, your rugs. Nothing feels safe. Least of all, your own body. To me, that self-hatred has been like the nothingness in the movie, The Never Ending Story. The all-consuming, raging storm that gobbles up the world, taking away anything in its path. The good, the bad, the things in between, leaving nothing in its wake. We know that self-hatred plays out in the way we talk and think about ourselves. But let's look into how when someone experiences self-hatred, it can have several negative physical effects on their body. Here are a few common ones. Increased stress. Self-hatred often leads to chronic stress, which can trigger the release of stress hormones like cortisol. Prolonged exposure to these hormones can have detrimental effects on various body systems, including cardiovascular, immune, and digestive systems. From March, I'm going to be covering once a month a special look at cortisol and how it impacts various parts of the body. I've got six different topics associated with cortisol that we'll be looking over the next six months. So for one week, we're going to look at the cardiovascular system and cortisol. We'll look at immunity and cortisol. We'll look at digestive systems and cortisol to see how it's impacting our body. So I hope that you'll be excited to join me for that very special series. Mental health issues. Self-hatred is often associated with conditions like depression and anxiety. These mental health disorders can have physical symptoms such as changes in appetite, sleep disturbances, fatigue, and loss of motivation. And self-hatred manifests in mental health issues with the ways that we talk about ourselves. The dialogue and the conversations that go on internally continue to drive our sense of self-worth or lack thereof. Weakened immune system. Constant feelings of self-hatred can weaken the immune system, making individuals more susceptible to illnesses and infections. This can lead to chronic or long-term illnesses and disease. Sleep problems. Negative self-perception can lead to sleep disturbances such as insomnia or disrupted sleep patterns. Lack of quality sleep can further contribute to physical and mental health issues. This can also lead to fatigue slower physical responses and cognitive problems. Appetite and eating disorders. Self-hatred may lead to unhealthy relationships with food, resulting in disordered eating patterns like binge eating or restricting food intake, or developing eating disorders like anorexia or bulimia. You may find yourself in a cycle of punishing yourself with food or by trying to find comfort in eating, leading to cardiometabolic issues like weight gain and insulin resistance. Body aches and pains. You may not have thought of this one, but emotional distress caused by self-hatred can manifest physically as body aches, as tension headaches and migraines and muscle tightness and even physical symptoms similar to chronic pain conditions. Now, it's important to note that the physical impact of self-hatred can vary, obviously, from person to person. And these effects may also be influenced by other factors, such as your genetic predispositions, your lifestyle, your personal life experiences, and overall health. Seeking professional help from a therapist or a counsellor can be beneficial in addressing self-hatred and its physical consequences as well as the emotional and mental ones. Overcoming self-hatred is a gradual process that requires self-reflection, self-care and self-compassion. Here are 10 practical ways to help you overcome self-hatred. Number one, Practice self-awareness. Observe and challenge negative self-talk or self-critical thoughts. Identify patterns and triggers that contribute to self-hatred. This is a practice that does take time, but the more that you become aware of the thoughts running around in your head and the language of which you speak to yourself, and you can catch yourself and change that language or, or stop those thoughts from coming on in, the less they'll actually happen. It does take time but eventually you will with practice see the shift. Number two, foster self-compassion. Treat yourself with kindness and understanding just as you would a close friend. Practice self-compassion through affirmations and positive self-talk and if you do hear or notice yourself speaking unkindly About yourself or thinking unkindly about yourself instead of beating yourself up over it or berating yourself. Practice compassion, be kind, be loving, be gentle. So for example, if you are in a habit of talking to yourself like, I'm so stupid or that was a really dumb thing for me to do, the minute that you start to hear, consciously become aware of you using that language, instead of what we would normally do, here I am speaking kind, unkindly to myself, I shouldn't I shouldn't be beating myself up. Shouldn't is a word that's really restrictive. So we want to remove it. Instead of, oh, I shouldn't have said that. I've said to myself, oh, I'm really stupid. Hey. Catch yourself saying that, I'm not stupid, I just maybe didn't know that, or I've just forgot, or I'm just going to give myself some extra love right now, because that was a bit harsh, and I don't need to be so harsh on myself. Number three, we've mentioned before, which is seeking professional help. So consider therapy or counselling to address deep-seated self-hatred issues. A mental health professional can guide you through healing and provide tools for self-improvement. Number four. Surround yourself with positive influences. Spend time with people who uplift and support you. Surrounding yourself with positivity can help improve self esteem and combat self hatred. So, if you're always surrounding yourself with people who are negative or never seem to have anything positive to say about the world or their circumstances or other people in general, you might want to look at how you can counterbalance that with finding other people who see the world in a beautiful, healthy way. Because that's going to help you see the world and yourself the same way as well. It's that old saying, you are who you hang out with. Number five, practice self-care. So engage in activities that promote your physical, mental, and emotional well-being. So this can include things like exercise or healthy hobbies, making sure that you're getting restful sleep and enough sleep, and engaging in activities that you personally enjoy. Number six, challenge negative beliefs. Examine the root cause of your self-hatred and challenge the negative beliefs that fuel it. Replace them with positive, empowering beliefs. Number seven, Set realistic goals. Break down your larger goals into smaller, achievable steps. Celebrate your progress along the way. This will help you build self-confidence and counter self-hatred. Number eight, practice self-acceptance. Embrace your flaws and your imperfections. Embrace exactly who you are right now how you look, how you feel, how you've been responding to the world. It's okay to be exactly who you are in this moment. Understand that nobody is perfect and accepting yourself as you are can help reduce self-hatred. It's also a much more enjoyable way to move through the world when you can let go of that self-hatred that you may have about your body Or about your circumstances or the way that you were raised. Some of these things are completely unchangeable. And being in a battle with your body or your thoughts or your past that you can't change just is very exhausting. And if you can come to a place of just pure self-acceptance for who you are right here, right now, you will begin to develop a much healthier relationship, not only to yourself, but also in the way that you experience the world. Number nine, seek support from loved ones. Share your feelings with trusted friends or family members. Opening up about your struggles can provide a support system and help you feel understood. Now, I know that some people may not feel that they've got friendships that are safe to do that, or relationships within their family structures that are safe. Find new friends. Now, we can't replace our families, but we can create families of our own. So if you don't have people in your life that have your back, that are in your corner, that are there, who will love you and honor you and respect you and value you and meet you right where you are right now, with no judgments and no expectations and no demands, it's time to find those people. They do exist. And you're going to find that your self-worth And your ability to love who you are will be strengthened by people who see you that way. And number 10, engage in self-love activities. Engage in self-love rituals like journaling or mindfulness, gratitude exercises, or practicing hobbies that make you feel great and good about yourself. These activities can help shift your focus towards self-acceptance and love. We've reached the end of this episode. I hope as you go on about your day, you'll give yourself permission to rest, to love yourself, to ask for help, to say no, to make choices that help and not hurt you, and to heal. I am so grateful for your love and support. Thanks for being here and for next week's episode, we'll be discussing creating a vision board to help you move some dreams into actionable goals. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider sharing it. And if you haven't subscribed, liked, or followed us on our socials, please hit that button now so you'll always be the first to know when a new episode drops. Your support also helps me reach other people, which means that we're changing the world together. I want to finish up this episode with a really important reminder. This quote comes from John Joseph Powell, author of The Secret of Staying in Love. While this quote is being used in the context of romantic relationships in his book, it's one that applies to us all. And it's one that I want to share with you personally, because it is my hope that in these episodes, through this podcast, you pick up what I'm laying down, that I love you. You are worth everything to be here. You are lovable and amazing, and I see you. Let that be the reminder you need to begin the restorative journey away from a life of self-hatred and into one of acceptance and self-love. As John says, It is an absolute human certainty that no one can know his own beauty or perceive a sense of his own worth until it has been reflected back to him in the mirror of another loving, caring human being.